Well, we do have one cancellation for you this morning. The uh, 8 a.m. Mass at St. John's Church in Arcadia has been canceled for this morning. Just wanted to throw that in for you. Let's check in with news. Nathan Cones has our update from the news studio. Thanks, John, and good morning, everyone. The first week of the 2024 Iowa legislative session wrapped up on Friday of last week, and District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden is back to releasing his weekly recaps of the legislature's activities. Governor Kim Reynolds unveiled key elements of her agenda for the state during last week's Condition of the State, addressing fiscal matters, education, mental health, and much more. According to Best, the Iowa Department of Transportation is proposed to receive a $5.8 million increase in highway operations and equipment replacement funding for its fiscal year 2025 budgets. Reynolds announced her aims to expedite income tax cuts for Iowans, lowering the rate to 3.65% retroactive to this year and further to 3.5% by January 1st of 2025. The unemployment tax on businesses is set to decrease by approximately 40% as the unemployment trust fund currently has a balance of $1.8 billion, a surplus there. Property tax reductions for child care providers are also proposed. The governor's work-based learning, or WBL, plan focuses on sustaining WBL programs and aligning last-dollar scholar programs with WBL experiences in high-demand careers, something the legislature has been keen to support in recent sessions. The legislature is also keying in on improving youth mental health services in Iowa. Reynolds also outlined a teacher pay proposal aiming for a 50% increase in starting pay for teachers to $50,000 and a minimum salary of $62,000 for experienced teachers. The legislature is also pursuing Reynolds's suggestion to eliminate 111 redundant or obsolete boards for government efficiency. Legislative sessions move quickly, and Friday, January 19th, already marks the final day for individual senators and representatives to submit bills uh, or requests for bills, I should say, or joint resolution drafts to the Legislative Services Agency. So following uh, the Friday hurdle, uh, the legislation or legislative session will really kick off then and things will start moving much more quickly. Uh, they're tentatively scheduled to wrap up their session by the beginning of May. Uh, again, that's not a rock-solid schedule uh, for the 2024 session. Looking elsewhere, statistics from the 2023 calendar year show the city of Carroll's crime rate remains well below national figures. According to Police Chief Brad Burke, data is classified by the type of interaction, from traffic citations and shoplifting to burglaries and thefts. Burke says nothing really stood out in the 2023 stats. Pretty consistent, again, from the last couple years. Last 10 years, of course, you see some changes in there, but even just last couple years, not much change. In 2023, the Carroll Police Department had just over 8,600 calls or interactions. Approximately 43.5% of those were traffic citations and warnings. The next most common crime was theft, with 224 reported instances. 14 of those were thefts from vehicles, and Burke says they plan to put an added emphasis on those in 2024. We started doing this back in 2018. We had a string of thefts from vehicles at that point. So we started changing the way we logged those. And we only had 14, pretty low number for thefts from vehicles, but really it could be zero. We don't have people that are breaking windows to get into cars or just open and unlock car doors. So big thing is just lock your car, prevent yourself from being a victim. And I know there's a lot of people that didn't report these to when they got their car broken into and are happening, but these are the ones that we do have. And big thing is just lock your car, it won't happen. Burke adds it can be difficult for law enforcement to close those cases, but the rising prevalence of video doorbells often helps identify potential suspects. A few years ago, the department started a voluntary registry for homeowners to let police know they have such equipment around their properties. Burke encourages people to get signed up for that if they're interested.
and we're just keeping a list is what we're doing. So that way we know if there is a incident in the 900 block of North Main Street, we can check our list, okay, in this two block radius, we know there's 15 cameras that we can go check with these people. So if someone does want to have their name on the list, uh, give us a call at the office or, or get a hold of Alex Cleaver, he's our detective, he keeps that list up to date, and we'll, then we'll know where they're at. People don't sometimes don't want us to know too, and that's fine, we, we understand and respect that. Mental health calls also remain a concern for the Carroll Police Department as the number of interactions rose from just 15 in 2013 to 58 in 2023. While those situations are often resolved, they typically take up a significant amount of time for an officer that could be focused on other law enforcement tasks. Burke notes that violent crimes such as robbery, kidnapping, or felony assaults are very rare occurrences in Carroll, and he's optimistic that won't be changing anytime soon. Burke made his comments on Wednesday morning on KCIM, and you can find that full interview included with this story on our website. And on Wednesday, Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd filed a lawsuit against TikTok, suing the social media app for deceiving Iowa parents by uh, allegedly lying about children's access to inappropriate content. Byrd says TikTok has kept parents in the dark. It's time we shine a light on TikTok for exposing young children to graphic materials such as sexual content, self-harm, illegal drug use, and worse. In the Apple App Store, TikTok claims a 12-plus age rating and is able to work around parental controls by wrongfully rating their app. According to Bird, this violates the App Store guidelines by stating the content is infrequent or mild when it's actually frequent and intense. The platform is also accused of recommending inappropriate content to children as young as 13 years old. Bird says TikTok has sneaked past parental blocks by misrepresenting the severity of its content, but no longer. As a mom and a prosecutor, I'm committed to equipping parents with information to keep their kids safe and hold TikTok accountable. According to Bird, this deception violates the Iowa Consumer Fraud Act, and the lawsuit is hoping to inform uh, misled parents and users about the inappropriate content availability and challenge TikTok's misleading statements about parental controls on the platform's community guidelines. As, uh, that's both in the Google and Microsoft app stores. And that is going to be wrapping up your KCIM at 6 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. All right. Thanks, Nathan, for that news update. We are expecting snow today. We're back with more cold weather for the weekend as well. We'll get you the full rundown on your weekend weather forecast coming up here in just a couple more moments. Hang on.